0: All right, I'm Bill Caswell. I'm here with Joe Beckham. We're at the uh Performance Racing Industry Show, PRI show in uh, Indianapolis. And uh we're sitting down today to talk about uh motorsport branding, marketing, and and Joe's uh guy's you know, a motorsport marketing gypsy, but I kinda consider him oh, like it, a like yeah, like a you know, like a, but you know everyone. It's uh it's one of the you've got a lot of good stories about what works and what doesn't work, and that's kinda like what I want to sit down and talk with you about. But yeah. But uh but I know you as like um you know I think when I first met you it was through like motorsport marketing apparel right yep. so all the all the grid wear that you see and then um all the promo i mean I, you know the cat suits and all the yep. all the promo girls that are in the either in the booths or on the grid. Or everyone that, loves the promo girls yep yeah, everyone loves so. the promo girls and, and so uh but um but, it, you know, you do far more than that. I'll, I'll turn it over to you and let you yeah. explain, but I think of you as, like, a sort of comprehensive, like, branding guy, like, putting together the whole team package from what the guys are wearing in pit lane to what the promo girls are wearing to even, like, potentially what trailers and, and uh, lifestyle stuff guys are dragging to the track to live out of while they while they do a whole race weekend. Uh, yeah, it,
1: it's an ever-growing a la carte of, yeah. of all the things that make the race team shiny while they worry about running the car shiny yeah no it's true it is it's a pretty stuff it's the stuff that that they may not have time to connect the dots and i just happen to have all the contacts
0: into all those dots interesting so um but your bread and butter is probably the apparel is that yeah teamwear teamwear
1: merchandising that can you know assist the teams in making their sponsors happy making the fans happy connecting those pain points and and relieving them of that problem Mm -hmm. um it's it's all one-stop shop with us.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, by the way, what's the name of the company? How do people find you if they're listening at home?
1: A lot of people know us from the iHeart Racing USA, which uh, Michelle and I created and ran with the last five years. Um, and we just did a merger with Axel Sports, which brings us the ability to now offer um, the driver suits, road race leathers, motocross gear, um, which just gives us more ways that we can connect the dots and oh, that's pretty plans. cool
0: yeah fun stuff so like all the all the i mean like MotoGP type stuff yep we but also dirt sports as well dirt sports you know utv um motocross
1: leathers for the road race and and we just signed a deal where now we're doing fia suits also so we're global with the driver suits which is huge
0: wait so, so you can do what they are they uh embroidered or they die
1: sublimated uh, whatever needs to be done, the company is MIR that is producing the suits for us. Okay, um, under exclusive deal. So, but now it allows us to. And They're, there's,
0: they're the nice, like uh, sexy, thin, lightweight Nomex, like yep. the high quality stuff that yep. you guys want. They're not yeah, the big, F, thick.
1: FIA is three layer, so it's a, it's what everyone's using. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it allows us to do global deals, and so many of the race teams now, whether it's you know Haas or Penske, are starting to dabble overseas in Super V8 and Formula One and whatever it is. It's FIA, and even South America is FIA. So. But,
0: but you can dye the suits like these, like, you know the fancy shirts that we see on, like, the teams running around, like NASCAR, or IMSA, yep. you know, that, you, that I know you from, right? Yep. Like, I, a lot of the IMSA teams, I think how we first probably even met, right? Yeah, GRC. You, yeah, GRC. Yep. That's exactly right, GRC. Yep. And uh, but, but so you can get a fire suit now that makes you look like Ken Block. Yeah, all the, you've seen them. All on, the logos yeah, all the way you've seen down. Them on the
1: track, whether it's the multi-logo, the, the multi texturals, or the ones that look like tuxedos or Superman suits. So, yeah. so that's the new wave of
0: everything. But I thought a lot of those originally were always like embroidered.
1: Well that's the way everything started with the Nomex thread. Yeah. And and it becomes, you know, you add expensive, enough logos. Man. It, well it's expensive per hit. It's also time consuming. The beauty of the uh the Die sublimation is it's it's a one-time print put together and it's ready to go. So times are saved. Um, so there's there's pluses to both.
0: Well then also in theory, like um, for the big teams if they change a sponsor or they add a sponsor mid season, yep. then the driver can just take the file out, print another shirt, print another suit. Yeah.
1: Or well once you have the base die sub, you can always embroider a new logo if you know oh my god i didn't think about that yeah so it, it it has some flexibility
0: yeah and then you got some though that are embroidered and pop out and they're like 3d while the rest of the ones are flat yep. they'd probably be the flat and guys it, but but that's the way it works i guess better right? than
1: missing a logo better than so, missing a
0: logo yeah all right um so wait how did you get into this like give me your background joe like right. where, like, like who are you how did this all start how did you and Michelle? Uh, get going and you know kind of, Michelle's not here but she, you know explain because you two are like a team
1: well we are we are we're both gearheads, you know the smell of the track is awesome <laughs> and that's you have to have that I mean our, our passion starts with being there and the fact we can provide a service while we're there is like icing on a really good cake yeah and it, and it doesn't matter what the the race series or type of racing is we're just down and yeah. and, and whether it's group of people that are race heads I mean People that are passionate about racing have, are a certain kind. Yeah. You know, they got oil <laughs> in the blood. Yeah, you the know? whole show out here yeah. is filled with you and, know, tens and, of thousands and, of us. And we really like what happens off track. I mean, Build Race Party is all about that, you know, and that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like how we are too. It's like the, leaving our home to be at that second home is, is huge. So bringing a service to that is, is awesome. So we, we got into the space predominantly with the promo wear. Okay. And that's where we started and I had connections through my past. Let's go back
0: before that. Like like you know, how do were you always into car car racing? Were you a fan and going to tracks? Were you doing marketing and other stuff or ba- back in the were you 80s? like me where i was like a finance guy I quit my finance job and jumped into motorsports you i've know?
1: always like, crisscrossed like the whole thing i've always right. been a, a networker and a, and a relationship builder okay. and, a, and i have a lifetime of relationships that now are applying themselves okay so i've i've done stuff in the studios i've worked for decor companies i've done some crazy decor stuff with uh SAG Awards and um, VIPs and concerts. I've done okay. stuff for Disney Interactive on their gaming division. So I've seen okay, the experiential yeah. side of things. I've seen brands being put on things and the purposes and, and how, what value that has. And then when we had the opportunity to do the promo where it came kind of out of left field. And once we got into that factory, we determined we can also do team wear. And with that, it gave me the golden ticket as a marketer slash personality to go into these paddocks and be like, hey, I don't know
0: if you need me or not. <laughs> right, but you're, here's you're already there. You might as well sell, sell yeah, it across here, all the teams. Here's who I am. Here's so who I do. When you say promo wear, is that, like, um, is that like when we go to a track and we see like, uh, like, uh, a Michelin trailer and they've got like, all the Michelin product retail product on display and they're giving away T-shirts and bags if you give in your email? Like, are, you the, are you doing those? You on those T-shirts? Potentially, what do you mean by we've done we've wear? done
1: lanyards, we've done hat giveaways, oh, I got we've you. done the promo wear, like the promo models wear, and and we do stuff for corporate America as well as motorsports. We're not just motorsports specific. So, like when you see. Um, Kenny Chesney went on tour, and he had Corona Girls at all of his concerts. We did all the gear that the Corona Girls wore. We've okay. done ring girl outfits for some MMA companies. We've done uh, Ciroc vodka. We've done all gotcha. these. And that's
0: things. what you mean by promo wear. Yeah, so like even if you're at a nightclub and like all the Ciroc girls come dancing out with yep. the bottle service thing. And they're wearing and like- our stuff. Got it. And that's promo wear. Yep. Okay. I just, you know, for anyone listening at home, like Entirely. the lingo, the lingo, I don't even, I mean, I had to learn right now. Like yeah. I, that's know, right? Like I don't even totally know what promo yeah. wear is. Like, yeah. like, like I was initially thinking like at the racetracks and just, but you're right. It's really just yep. anywhere that, yep. that a brand is putting their logo on something to yep. promote their brand. Yep. And so, then, so you're doing that, but then that kind of eased into motorsports at it, some it, point. It, it, it started in the motorsports side
1: and they kind of started going into the real world of of these brands that now are coming to me and saying, Hey, we'd like to be in motorsport. You know, who do you? So the marketing side of oh, it kind is of cool. developed naturally by handholding, the teams that I was friends with, with the brands I was friends with and saving the brand and the team, five years of headaches of figuring out how this works. You
0: do know everyone. Like it's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, a, it's a little scary in a way. It's funny to hear how you How many people you know? <laughs> no, I mean, but I know, you know, I know like racers and builders and stuff, you know, like the people that make racing work. It's fun. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, it it's, is really cool. Like, uh, uh, two of our guests this whole week are actually you know connections through you, and I'm yeah. actually really excited to talk to some good people you, too. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, it's I appreciate the uh, the connect. And I realize it's like what you do in a way, right? Yeah, it's like connect entirely. people, and then like you said, they come back around. So um, I don't know. Tell me what's going on right now in the world of like uh in the world of like motorsports promotion, right? So like, if, as far as I'm concerned, like dye sublimation changed the sport entirely. or the look of the sport when that came out, and for everyone at home, dye sublimation—I'll do this wrong, That's fine. but but it's like you know, if you go back to the days of like silk screening, right, where you put a T-shirt on the rack, you pull the screen down, you got like a tra- you know a cutout, and yep. you're squeegee the ink into the shirt. That was like the original way to transfer a logo yep. to a piece of apparel. Dye sublimation is almost like the way you run a printer. Kind of is that fair yeah, enough?
1: You, you digitally print to a white garment, and then it is heat infused and becomes
0: the actual. Of the there we go. So it's the heat that bonds that ink yep. into it. Yep. For, I mean I'm I'm a kind of a techie guy. So, I so, like knowing no, how s- this works. For someone but that doesn't changed, know it changed because all of a sudden you could like wrap the entire well, shirt effectively the way people like wrap a race car. Right. So
1: prior to dye sublimation, most gear was using blanks that were produced, pre produced in a solid color. Yeah. Whether it's a t shirt, a, a long sleeve, whatever, and then taken to your embroiderer or your silk screener and having spots hit sleeves sure. chest back whatever
0: yeah lapels or the, whatever the was. beauty
1: of dye sublimation and the way all of our stuff is made from the catsuits to the team wear uh, the, the jackets cat suits and are awesome by the yeah. way <laughs> so everything is printed flat on a solid sheet like you would run a print for stickers mm-hmm. right and then it's cut and sewn to order two size so every square inch can be applied
0: so it is in a way like wrapping a car it is entirely like you, you print the entire thing cut die cut it out basically and the same way you
1: can do a a wrap and the digital quality of what you print is what it prints final is the same thing with the clothing so i can be digitally as specific as your file you provide so imagery water droplets sitting on a piece of glass if it's a image that could be printed
0: and it'll look the same way oh that's wild it's crazy Okay, so, I mean, that's for me what, what changed, like, as you said, made, 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 made the team shiny. Yeah, yeah, right? it is. What, uh, what's going on now? Like, what are we seeing now? Like, is, <laughs> is, it, is it just more better graphics, or are, are graphic design companies getting more involved? Yeah, and, I, think and,
1: the, I think the brands are starting to embrace it a little more, and they're bringing their internal design houses into the process. Right. You know, because they have a, a identity to their brand that they want to keep the story consistent. Um, so there's, they're bringing a lot more unique applications of their brands to the garments, knowing that there's no restrictions. So you're becoming wraps like cars or yeah. like trailer wraps. Now the bodies are being wrapped and you saw a lot of it in IMSA with a lot of the teams where the, the actual car wrap, trailer wrap and body wraps right. all matched up.
0: That's what I mean. That's, That's where sick. I feel like things started to change. It's
1: sick. And now, now they can tell their story on a longer platform. So it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't disappear to just being a logo on a suit. It's it's the same storytelling. If what they're bringing to market has a a water element or a musical element or whatever, those stories can be told through the body wrap, the car wrap, the trailer wrap, the signage at, this, at the uh, hospitality. So all of it ties together.
0: No, it makes sense. And it, and it works at a track, too. Like when you're walking around, you're looking for your team, and you know your kind of team colors. It used to be like, you know, you'd see... Um, I don't know, blue and yellow like yeah. Turner, right? Yep. Like so you'd be in an IMSA race and you'd yep. see blue and yellow. And of course James, you know, friends of mine are yep. on one of their teams, so they'd be pissed I didn't choose Bimmer World their color coding. <laughs> but um but like, you know, the blue and yellow you used to see it, and there used to be just like you'd look for the guys with the blue shirts, maybe they had like yellow pockets and like a yellow collar. Yep. yep. And then like you'd find a big kind of blue and yellow trailer and maybe you'd find a you know, but now it's like now it's like almost like the gateways as you go into like where they're signing autographs and like the the fence posts and the awnings that come out of the semis yep. look actually look like the race car, or actually have a picture of the race exactly. car on the awning yep and I don't know, I mean it, it, you know definitely like you can find the team you're looking for,
1: yeah, so even even that a la carte piece I, I saw right away that that needed to be, so I've made relationships and partnerships, so the guys that do the flagging. And the pit walling and the fan separators and all that stuff, I can connect what we're doing to what they're doing and have it all seamlessly show up. So you, whether you're a multi-million dollar team or a privateer. Yeah, it's the next thing I want to get to. You know, you have the ability to now look the part and feel the part. Interesting.
0: Okay, so... All right. And and we've been talking about, like, I met you at GRC. You're doing yep. like, uh, I don't know if you're doing Andretti or you're doing some of the big teams that were in GRC. Like We dabbled with a lot of
1: them. Yeah. I think when we met, I was working with a small privateer, Jeff Sykes. Oh, yeah. I
0: love Jeff. Yep. And I was working Jeff's with him, awesome.
1: trying to help him. Yeah, him and his sure dad, that, really good totally. people. Yep.
0: Yeah. Big fan of Jeff. He was a BMW guy yep. before he got into GRC. Big time. Okay. And so that's actually a good starting point is it? I know of you from like, you know, the IMSA teams and doing like the stuff I see on TV, yep. but the minimum orders are actually like not yeah, as large pieces. 10 pieces. Yeah. So if you're like an American endurance racing team, like AER, yep. we got guys running like, uh, well, Salins is, a, is an IMSA team. Yep. So they're coming, you know, their guys are in all their their IMSA gear at the AER race. But like, we've got like $100,000 cars running. Yeah. You know, we got like fully built E46 M3s, 911 cup cars, yep. gt 4s like more and more fancy cars. Uh, a lot of the BMW customer cars. Yeah, there's gonna be like an M4, uh, GTS or whatever the things. GT4 car. Yeah, uh, next year. And there's a bunch of those uh, 235s. Those guys are spending a ton of money. They're rolling in in like semi trucks. But semi trucks are like bare white. Yeah, you know. But all of us want to look kind of like the guys that we see on entirely. TV. You know yep. what I mean? Like if you go even me with like my little rally car, yep. you know, you go through stuff to make the car look better. So if you're like, um, if you're a team, you could print jackets, you can right? print jackets. hoodies. So like when you go out drinking at night, yep. you know, you go to the lodge, the you're representing. Car, yeah, you're representing, but you at least look like the
1: guys that won the race entirely. And the 10 piece point is so easy to hit. When you have a couple guys on the team, you have a setup day shirt, a race day shirt. Uh, these things are great. Cause they go in your bag. They don't have to be laundered. It, it wash and wear, um, simple as can be.
0: That's really um, cool. And, and,
1: but and the cool thing is we have an internal design team. So, so you don't have to come to us with a huge concept. You just have to have a starting point idea. Mm-hmm. Um, send us some examples of what your wrap looks like, what your website looks like, whatever it is, or even a
0: team you kind of want to look well, like.
1: Exactly. A starting point. I love the look of this. I love Yeah, it. Right. And, and we take that and, and apply it to you and it becomes your trademark and whatever. But it's so simple. It's, it's a lot easier, and the fear factor really has to be taken away um, because I think a lot of these guys have the wherewithal to have the stuff, but it's finding the source that you trust. A lot of things, prior to us being here actually stateside and being the face at the track, mm-hmm. the horror stories of the teams that were like trying to do it, and they were sending their money overseas and never seeing anything again.
0: Oh, no kidding.
1: And that's part of like the, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I do remember that seeing
0: Like, you know, you see some stuff and it's like a website and like,
1: they pop up all the time. The the internet is a wonderful, horrible place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, people
1: can become very apparently quality oriented very quickly with a quick Shopify page.
0: Yeah. Plus, you don't actually know the quality. of the you, printing don't you don't know
1: anything. You don't know like anything. Remember back
0: in the day, you get like your 400 dot per inch printer, and that was yeah. like 1200 dot per inch printer, and everything is know. only
1: as good as what you're using, and and the bodies involved. So,
0: we we represent our stuff all the way to track day. That's wild. Does the uh, I assume the price points change a lot when you go from like 10 to like 100?
1: Oh yeah, it, it numbers drive the numbers like anything because it's a setup a run you know, so it's, it's no different than what you dealt with, with screen printing and there's tiers. Um, so we deal with everyone from the 10 minimum all the way up to like retail accounts, merch accounts that are doing hundreds and hundreds
0: at a time. Very cool.
1: And, and we can work within both those.
0: Very, very cool. Like, yep. and that's some of the other thing, like I, I'm all over the place, the yeah. questions, but I yeah. just, I know too much about yep. somewhat of some of the stuff you do. So I'm leading you a bit, but, uh, but you also do like, like, drivers yep. right so like I, we think of like IMSA teams and like pit crews and stuff like that but then there's also like like celebrity drivers yep. like uh I don't know pick a uh, like a BJ Baldwin right right like he could produce his own t-shirts right and and have you do a run of like 10 20,000 of these things yeah
1: well one but you're
0: also you can also do fulfillment is that
1: we can do fulfillment the other thing that w- that I found was really necessary but wasn't readily available because so many brands are, are so brand favored. They, they want their brand on everything. And some bodies like a BJ Baldwin or a number of the other uh, drivers that you're friends with. Yeah, I mean, I just chose him for – Well, but, but not they, they don't really – they've created their own following. They've created their own value, and they have a huge value in the marketplace. So a lot of those guys don't have the luxury of bringing someone along for the ride just because. So what we have the ability to do is white label as a whole separate opportunity. So if, if someone like that means, well, if someone were to come to me like him, mm-hmm. we could actually create the shirts where our brand is nowhere on the shirt and his hang tag and the, the label is actually his brand, whatever his brand is, and, and just become a fulfillment source like, for, uh, for him
0: like I think of like Metal Militia right yeah, for exactly. a while those guys were you know doing a lot of like, like merch but like so the tag wouldn't say it like wouldn't hey, it wouldn't be Haynes B.T. it wouldn't be Haynes B.T. it would and, say actually like well, you'd look at it and have a little Metal Militia logo and it would have like right. their name on it it looks like they're producing it kind of like uh, Hoonigan right and, Right, like Hoonigan's logos, exactly. is logo printed in the back of the shirt instead of a tag and they
1: have to have that because someone like a, a Deegan that has a connection or something he might have a sponsorship with Bell or Simpson or someone else so if my company, by default, creates gear similar, it'd be a conflict of interest for him to have me print his stuff. So he, he can't step on the feet of his sponsors in place. So by white labeling, we allow him to dabble into an area, bring us to to his sponsors and say, here's a fulfillment, I'm nowhere on the shirt, which is just another opportunity
0: to, to make that happen. Well, that's pretty cool. Yep. And then, like, let's say someone wanted you to ship out shirts. That's got to be a pretty, like, like you got to be doing some quantity of that? Like, if- It depends. I mean, normally we
1: like to, to have some type of analytic in place to know that it's not just going to sit on a shelf because there's obviously going to be a, a foot charge for storing it. Yeah. And, I remember and, that now. Okay. Yeah. Right. we're talking and, about this. And then, ago. and then yeah. normally the way it works is everything sold has a split involved with it. So when it sells out of that sale comes all the, the charges and fees and whatever, and then the back end splits are all figured out for that. But it, it has to be the right person that's going to actually move product to make that make sense.
0: Yeah, I guess you're not going to be like, uh, I know what you mean. You're not going to be like a club racer no, and come to you and say, I want to sell 20 shirts a month.
1: Right, and and I don't want to take someone like that and charge them a fee to hold product that isn't moving because that doesn't make sense either for right. us or him.
0: No, no, it's just you know, right, so, exactly. So
1: it, it's definitely a, a dance, but it's one that we've done a lot of times, so we can put those pieces together to make
0: it make sense for everyone. Interesting. Are you yes. then also working on like... A, like like sponsorship in a way? Like if someone's out there listening to this yes, and they've got a big enough following, they're running in a big series, like you're doing kind of agency work in a way?
1: Yeah, by default with everything we do in the endemic and non-endemic brands, we have positioned ourselves to be able to take, like right now the big thing is CBD companies.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: we have tons of connections in the CBD world because all of them need branding goods and blah, blah, blah. So we're creating these relationships with the marketing departments of a lot of CBD companies who are asking us... Where where can we place? Where do we logo? put this? Where do we put it that we can have the right activation demo? Where we have the right, you know, where we get love from the teams the way we need it, so that we're not a conflict of what's already existing. So we do that vetting, yeah, and then walk them
0: to the right series team or driver. I mean CBDMD, like I know about those guys because I've they're seen on, on Arpin's yep. car yep. and they're on Ken Ken Block's they're car. They're the starting point. They're now the they're starting working point. with Bucky LASIK. Yep. Right, like, they're a good example of how it's done. Yeah, they did a really good job, and the activation on site. Oh, and that's where the promo stuff comes exactly. in. exactly, and now the handouts, the handouts, the
1: brandings, all that stuff. So it's 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 connecting all those dots.
0: You do the. Yeah, the I'm just curious, man. You do all the paper printing stuff too, like we like we sort of we stuff outsource
1: or? all that. that's yeah. that's not one of our strong suits, and normally uh, uh, printers are easy. That's, um, yeah. and, and that's something that weighs something. So normally, what we do with anything that's a, a, a weight related item like that is we have sources. Close to where we're going to actually need the product, so we're not paying oh, a ton smart. to ship it.
0: That's yeah, really smart. And we
1: do a lot of that with some of our screen printing that we have add-on pieces. Like we'll have California, we'll have uh, Austin. Florida New York suppliers of that product so we just move
0: it one time yeah when I did my t-shirt run back in the day like my shipping charges were huge it's crazy they came on a pallet but it was still like really expensive
1: heavy Heavy.
0: (laughs) Heavy. carrying those boxes around freaked me out how big they were yes yeah they were like 80 pound boxes or something and moving them and restacking them to take them
1: back home really is a bummer
0: right yeah That's a good point. Man. Yeah, why don't the teams discount all the stuff at the end of the race? Because I guess people would figure it out and just wait till the race is over and then buy all the shirts half price.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things. You you have the responsibility of conditioning your buyer. So if you condition them that you're always having a sale at the end of the race, guess what? Yeah, they're going to wait to the end of the race. Yeah.
0: That's a really good point. I yeah. guess end of the season, though, that's got to happen. Yeah. It's well, got to happen because oh, the sponsors are going to change. Or,
1: or like the one year that I did the Pirelli World Challenge, when I showed up at the first race of the year, they gave me like five boxes of all their last year's series calendar stuff, and I just sold it out that day. <laughs> as fast as you can. Yeah, just whatever they, what do you want to give me?
0: I have seen that actually, where yeah. you go to like the the promo, the t shirt booths where you're buying Last stuff, year stuff. Last year's stuff. Yep. And it looks good. It's a teaser. Well, some know? of us just want to like represent motorsports. Yes, exactly. You know? and, or if it's like you know, you're to work in the garage, like it gives you like a, a shirt yep. for less money to work in the garage. Yeah, you
1: won't say that to anyone, but yeah, that's what you're doing it for. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, you won't tell the sponsors that, that right. you're putting the exactly. shirts for, but uh, oh, that's pretty wild. Um, what was I just? Uh, oh man, I just lost my train of thought, but. Uh, Okay, anyway, so uh, no, I was thinking about, like, merch sales, though. Like, there's a lot of, um, you know, like, like friend of mine, well, you know, a lot of racers that, that have a huge following. Right. We were kind of talking about this a little offline, yep. and they're just not doing anything with their following.
1: Yeah, I, I really look for those kind of diamonds in the rough because, again, these are people that grew up around the racetracks. They're really good at what they do, which is racing, whether that's all the way from building the product they race to actually competing that's what they do. Yeah. And, and I, I had a good example. Like um, Bill Patterson is an artist I work with. Okay. And he wanted to do stuff all over and over in merchandise. And he says, I just don't get it. And I'm, the example I gave him was, Bill, you know, you're not a spider. And if I asked you to go outside and build a web, you couldn't do it no matter how hard you tried. <laughs> Marketing for me is like building a web. I could do it every morning <laughs> yeah, no matter good, how you many times. That's all I know how to do. I can't paint worth a lick. So you go paint and let me do the marketing. So that's the easiest way to explain that.
0: What, um, and then, you know, I'm just trying to figure this out. So like, I'm trying to think of like, like say my friend, you know, unfortunately she's not here with us, but Jesse Combs. Yes. Right. And so this way I can not pick favorites. I can talk about, you know, it's like Jesse had a huge following, yep. worked, worked with some big brands and then started to develop her own apparel line. Yep. But, but, it, you know, I, um, you know, the real deal and whatnot, but she could have come to someone like you yep. and put together like a whole comprehensive package of, of merch or would it just be, you know. A- each,
1: each person's different. Each yeah. opportunity is different. The one thing right now that, that I wish more racers would focus on is creating that strong core following through their socials. That's the biggest thing. because
0: we're still on social media. We're still like like the world hasn't changed enough. Like Facebook, Instagram is still valuable. It has to be because that's the only
1: thing that these racers control away from track day. Interesting. And once you get to track day, it's a moving circus all its own. So you don't have the time usually to dedicate to make everyone there happy and smiley because you're busy racing, qualifying setups,
0: you know, crash and fixing, whatever it is. Right. it's why they have those autograph session yeah. times. Like Ken puts up the thing. Like Ken Block autograph signing at 12 noon. Yep. There's a line around the block. But yep. after that, he's got to go work.
1: Yeah. And, and I've actually been like, I remember one time Michelle with uh, our youngest son was at, um, uh,
0: what was it? X Games.
1: Yeah. And Ken had his sign and they stood in that mile long line.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing.
1: And they got to the table. He's like, that's it. Oh yeah, and and I'm like, what?
0: Well, <laughs> but he would
1: have been there for the rest of the day.
0: He would have, but he just ran. He just he ran go out of yeah. He's got to go race. So so
1: that's what I'm saying. You, you have to control. They do a pretty good
0: job though of uh, like his guys with oh, a line, and they'll be like, hey, we're getting close to the yep. time. You know, this is we know from the past that you yep. can only get through like a couple hundred people. Yeah, and you guys can chance it, and they kind of let everyone know. Yeah. and people still they wait. risk. They it. still risk
1: it, dude, every time. Yeah, which is really cool, yeah. man. So I I agree, but yeah, so. In situations where the social is being controlled, it allows someone like me to come in and do my heavy lifting with what I do best and leverage those connections and create a call of action that makes them go buy their stuff, represent their sponsors. The sponsors love that analytic. Like, how, how did we gain by it's being a, really a part of point. you? Like how he- do we gain? Besides, yeah, you won three races. Great. Okay, you were on TV. Great. When you can show them that X amount of your product is now on someone's back willingly being worn with sound bites of how happy they are to have it. And it has their brand attached. Interesting. That's like gold. I got you. For why is it you next year
0: versus so, someone else? So the metrics coming out of huge. the business the, the accounts, data. like the Facebook actual fan page business accounts and the Instagram business or creator. The accounts. metadata is huge for, so, for, so qualifying. those are, st- so companies are still activating based on that data. I well,
1: mean, they, they have to, it's the only real trackable one that, that makes sense nowadays. Are
0: websites still valuable drivers?
1: Yeah, because there has to be a professionalism attached. I okay. mean, and again, it it depends on the brand. I mean, a CBD company might not care how professional your site looks depending on what demo they're trying to hit. Okay. But if you're trying to get a tag hue or something like that, they are going to peel all those pieces and find the one flaw. Okay. That takes you out of the running.
0: So what what if you're if like let's say you're on the verge of becoming a pro athlete, pro driver, What's the what's the things they should have in place like websites, social media? Give me give me some other things they should be doing. A, a quality manager that can hold their <laughs> hand. And, no, and, do you do managing or
1: I, I don't personally do it. In do you it, have in friends it. that do it. I do. I have very close people that I can suggest that that do their job very well, um, and they're few and far
0: between. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to this, that doesn't mean everyone emailed Joe Beckham and say you got you know I got a thousand Facebook fans. And, and I want to be, you know, the next, uh, you know...
1: Please, K- please KTM follow. <laughs> please follow.
0: I'll follow
1: you guys. I watch all the sports. I love it.
0: Yeah, no, do you... Uh, yeah, it's, right. So maybe that's the way to go, right? Is uh, is maybe they should, you know... Is there a way they can follow, like, your brand and then you follow back and watch what they're doing? Is there a passive way for someone to, to show you that they're at the level? Or it's like, if you know you're at the level, call Joe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, yeah. say, you're, let's say you're out there listening to this podcast... And you're racing, uh, you know... Tell you what, I'll, I'll create a link that you can share
1: with okay. your followers okay. that will give them a streamline as to how to start the process.
0: That I want.
1: That'll make it simple. Like you've got
0: like a, like a, almost like a checklist.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll put together something for you that I think they can that's go straight idea, to as a starting point. And, and if they hit enough boxes like right out of the gate... Right, like if I they go through the a
0: checklist, to. they're like, okay, I've got this, yeah, I want I've to got talk that, to I've got the fans, I'm, I'm racing uh, on you know, enough visibility in these series. Yep. We've got a lot of different race series popping up. Big like time. these UTV yeah. series, these Polaris series that are yep. running. You've got, like, Short Course, which is getting bigger and bigger. Yep. And their TV packages keep changing and yeah. whatnot. A but lot of
1: regional, a lot of national, and all of those have a a demo that they're hitting. Um, so, yeah, again, I'll, I'll create something that will make it easy for your, your people to follow. I like that. Yeah, It would be really cool, Joe. Yeah. And I
0: think, like, it's important for races to understand, like, how low and how high the hurdle is? Oh yeah, right. Because it's a little of both. Yep, you know what I mean. Um, but then it you know, also brings me like like these TV stars, yep. right? Like, have you worked with any of those guys at all? Like, the, you know, like the guys you find on Discovery Channel. Like, I don't want. Like, well, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I'm
1: friends with a lot of
0: them. Yeah, like because all of a sudden you become like you become like an instant overnight car celebrity. Yeah, well, right, and and some of them did really well with merch. Like that one guy made a made a killing, and he had Fireball whatever, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, with all the chains and all the jewelry and everything. You know what I mean? Um, Gas Monkey Garage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All of a sudden he's got like Gas Monkey T-shirts, yeah. and I heard he's doing like. I heard he was doing a fortune. Like someone told me, he was doing like a million a month in T-shirts. Oh,
1: I don't doubt that, and and that's a total experience right there. Because <laughs> you know,
0: I mean, how how does that even happen? You get on uh, TV, and, you know. So, I mean, I guess that's like the high end of it, but. um,
1: the reality is there's a there's a, a sweet spot part below that. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Because not everyone needs a million a month to run the program. No, I mean, it's just
0: insane. But at some point, if you don't actually have the T-shirts available, yeah. if you don't have the merchandise available, you don't actually know. But but that was really like hitting on
1: all cylinders, you know, creating
0: a personality
1: that is yourself, creating a brand that is the brand, creating a shirt, and having the design that stands out. So when it's on a NASCAR or a drag race or it all stands out and it just comes full circle back to you're trying to condition the customer Mm -hmm. to pick your shirt over a thousand other brands potentially, right? Whether it's Nike or Under Armour or whatever. So you have to bond with them. He did the bonding through his TV show and then his socials. And then he started to be a celebrity in the celebrity world where he would be at Barrett Jackson or he'd be
0: right. It's it's
1: controlling that environment. So that's how he did
0: it. You did it well. Yeah, he did do it really well. I mean, as much as, you know, some of us give him grief for like, you know, his personality or whatever. Dude, but that's it, part of it. Hey,
1: it's stuck. That's part right? of it. Like it or you hate it. You have to stand
0: out. Yeah, like it or hate and it. sometimes standing
1: out is horrible. Just, you should know that, but Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a big
0: believer in that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, look, I don't care if you like me or hate yeah. me, but you're going to care. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's sort of, I always call it like the Howard, the Howard Stern approach. Yeah, totally. Like movies like our fans listen for two hours and our haters listen for six. Yeah. All right. It's like, you know,
1: it's a train wreck. So, no one turns away
0: from, I mean, and here we are talking about him. Exactly. Right. All this time later about his merch, but uh, yeah. interesting. So what, um, what else is going on? That's new and innovative. Like what have you, what have you been seeing in the last year? Is it? Is it more pop-up booths at events? Yeah, well, the are, thing that... The thing are that racers ex- spending their own dime to go to events? You know, like, we're here at PRI. All us racers are here. You set up a booth, like, all that. But, like, are I'll, there... I'll give you some background. Okay, Some, cool. some
1: stuff that uh, it,
0: it excites me. Coming from the world yeah, of, like, well, activations. Right, let's talk about activations.
1: So, one of the big things I oh, think... Oh, and by is... the way,
0: activations, for anyone, like, sitting at home doesn't totally know. Yep. It's basically, like... Um, Anytime, what you'll do a better job explaining. Yeah, this, anytime but on you, site. you,
1: anytime on site you represent your brand with something that brings attention to the brand and, and brings the fans into your environment to kind of tell your story.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: Perfect. So, so the cool thing that I like and what I've seen and you have probably seen it too in motorsports is like when we grew up, we had very little to choose from. So we fell in love with motocross. We fell in love with whatever, and we followed oh it. And and now there's such short attention span theater because there's so much to choose from.
0: Like, like we were just talking about, between UTV racing, desert racing, Well, race well and the on TV, there's racing. a thousand channels. Yeah, exactly. And,
1: and the worst part about it is for the motorsport fan, like, when I want to watch the 24-hour, I have to own three different subscription
0: services to follow the whole thing. <laughs> right. Because so, it jumps from one dude, broadcast to the next. And then, how, how many and it people goes do you know t- that do that? Uh, I mean, a lot of my friends is were all diehard race fans. and you're
1: you're you're on you're on social saying what what live stream can I jump on to see this? Yeah, no, that's right. It's like a subculture. But, yeah. but, but but the kids are used to sitting down in front of their TV, streaming something immediately. It's there, they're over it, they move on. Right. So how do you captivate the new blood? that's going to fund the sponsorships and it's going to go to the track and be a part of how racing keeps going for the next 20 years. Right. And that's through the activations. That's when, you know, you have Xbox starting to play a part in the track side stuff and they bring simulators. And now you're starting to engage that young demo with these very activations. That excites me. Music is another thing that I I hear is coming to the racetrack and tying musical elements and making, oh, well, Formula One does it really well. Like when you're at Coda, they have uh, Justin Timberlake as a concert for ticket holders to go that's enjoy right. the that's night exactly before. Right. So people are buying Formula One tickets to watch the Justin Timberlake concert. <laughs> but the analytics to the
0: sponsors that put money into the sport, who cares? Yeah, and if anything, they're maybe getting a better demographic.
1: And they're starting to have people that would have never watched Formula One sit there like, well, this is
0: kind of neat. Interesting.
1: So it's, it's, it, that excites me because that's a lot more shiny stuff.
0: Yeah. And I remember um when I went to Red Bull Formula One, they yep. had like a DJ and there. It was the VIP area stuff, but they had like a DJ there and they had like a I think they had like a curated like set list. Like you like on Spotify or something oh, like really? that. Yeah. They are doing I can't remember, but I remember there was something you could like buy or download that was like the music from the track. This was at the GRC? No, this was at Formula One, oh, Red at Formula One, Oh yeah. sorry, Formula One Red Bull. Yeah, it was Got Red it. Bull GRC. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. No, this was at um uh the it was years ago, so it was Infinity Red Bull. Because I he was, was going to say, at GRC,
1: Sully was the only one
0: that would bring a DJ in. Oh, and he drove the other teams nuts. Oh, I loved it. I it was great, <laughs> but he had, like, he had like a DJ with like deep bass. Like he was just cranking it. music. Yep. I love Sully. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was good because when you think about it, the paddock's pretty quiet. Yep. And then all of a sudden, there's like a party going on. And it's attention grabbers, you know? It's pretty interesting. I'm surprised more teams don't try to bring more mid level things they can afford or it's, even do sort of like a trade. But it's out of their bandwidth.
1: And yeah. see, that, that's where someone like myself yep. that sees the way that works but can also do a lot of the vetting and heavy lifting of making it possible. Because, you know, if you're a marketing guy for a race team and someone comes to you with, I've got this great idea, here's a new project that you're going to have to throw all your time into. He's like, yeah, that doesn't make the wheels move. I'm, I'm over it. Right. Well, it's it, just too much energy too for. Much, uh, well, it's too much energy and effort to get it to a point where it makes sense. And they've heard it so many times where all the effort is like, "I have an idea. Now you do something with it." Right. So what I ta- uh, what I, I try got a to lot do- of good ideas. Do, yeah. What <laughs> you, I try you're to like do, the
0: execution is man, is
1: put all the pieces together for the person bringing it and answer a lot of the motorsport-related questions on logistics and other things that they think you know. Because I have a I have a stage. I want to set it up. i want to play music. Here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the things inside motorsports space, you know, timing, there's other things that have to be understood by that person before the project's brought forward. And then once it's there, the person's like, Oh, this makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: that's the tough part.
0: Well, and and yeah, I want to stay in the activation. I go back to you knowing the race, Excuse me, the race series in and out yep. was like really, really powerful. Big time. Like when I was doing that little stint in like Hollywood, and we wanted to do a show around one of the race series. Yeah, you know, I called you as opposed to calling the race series. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, Bill, like, you could go in here and do this, but then you got to get these hurdles, then these approvals, and you could really only be filming in this area. Like you actually knew, here's your pushback. Yeah, you actually knew where you could market and where you could do things, and 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 what was going to work and not work, which was pretty impressive to minimize your nose. <laughs> yeah because think about it like if you want to do something like innovative yeah. in the grid in the paddock it's a lot of like getting approvals from the series yeah. you kind of know those people like I, I don't know it's pretty impressive how many i keep plugging you yeah. but i'm also blown away yes. by like how much you actually I love know in this space um but on the activation thing so you know i'm used to just seeing like a pop-up easy up yeah. branded with someone giving away swag like what what else have you seen that's like new or cool like are are people rolling through the paddock in golf carts pulling like trailers with stuff on it or yeah yeah logistics logistics. it's logistics it's it's,
1: having a set point because one of the other things now that's being incorporated into all these series is the apps so so you really don't want to have a mobile offering because it's hard to have a fan find you so mobile offering, yeah, like and like, like what a, you're saying, a, physical, a golf cart. Yeah, well, I'm golf just saying, card. like
0: you know, I'm just trying to think of something different than like what's in the pop-up. Like, what have you been seeing activation-wise? It's, it's different. Well,
1: again, the, the, the promo girls are the one X factor that a lot of these brands are using until they until everyone like Formula One starts saying, "Well, I was you about know. to say,
0: like the grid girl, like some of that stuff goes away." But like, I'm a guy, man. I, yeah. I like seeing those girls in well, the cats. Well, I mean, so
1: you can hate on me for it, but grid girls can go away. But as a sponsor. If I get a tent and I want to put two girls in, in grid girl outfits and captivate all the social posts in the world, yeah, I mean, that's always going to be there. And, right. and you know, the grid girls are just an extension of a brand onto the starting grid. If that gets pulled away, they just take those two girls and put them in a tent. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's still going to be there. Guys are still going to They're be still, guys. Because if you want guys to take pictures and, hey, hashtag this for a chance to win, <laughs> dude, you get thousands of
0: uploads. Well, I mean, that's what's going on right outside this door. There's uh, like yeah. four girls and, and like, you know. Yep. Skin tight, whatever, selling uh, whatever that big truck is right outside the door. See how well it's branding with you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I intentionally have stayed away. It's one of those giant like yeah. Mall trucks. Yeah, and, like it's just not my thing. Bro, dozer? Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. Like, like, and anyway, you see? A, I saw those things all running into cars leaving SEMA. There's yeah. like a whole series of videos where the yeah. guys can't see what's in front of them. Yeah, and it's like they look great on display, but you can't actually drive yeah. them in traffic.
1: The best SEMA one was sitting in the line leaving when the dude hit the Liberty Walk in the Jeep.
0: Yeah. Oh, it took the back wing like a right couple of off. Years ago. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, pretty that's... bad. I mean, that happens a lot. Like, I'd be afraid yeah. of even SEMA. Yep. So let's. Um, I'm trying to think of like you know I'm trying to pull stuff out of you that's like cutting edge and changing. So like, it sounds like a lot of it is really like uh, uh, nuts and bolts. Like get your basics dialed in yep. and then get them glossy and get them better before you can really build. Like there's a pyramid of, of marketing and and whatnot. Yeah, I think from your end, like let, let's take what you do with building vehicles, right? Okay.
1: And let's, yeah, let's use me for an example. Right, let's use you. So like, so, I'm trying to pull so, examples out. You can't right, really so, talk about your clients, right? So, so much, let's look so. at this. When you're building, you have a choice between brand X, Y, Z for shocks. Yeah. Once you find the one that works, they're your guy. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Tires, rims, whatever it is, you need to treat all the other add-on pieces. The manager, the the fulfillment companies, the the team kit. The problem I see right now that that turns into a nightmare is when everyone's changing everything every year. It turns into a nightmare. So if you can find the right add on piece that does their part really well and can go hundred miles an hour in their lane,
0: build but that. How, but how do you find that? Like someone like me, like how, let's say I'm building my cars, in my garage, well, how did right? you find it?
1: How did you find it? You either, you well, just know, reached thing about, out.
0: I'm talking about like, you know, to grow, let's say I was trying to grow what I'm doing. Right. Let's say I wanted, or even take, um, take build race party as yep. an example. Right, so let's say I want to start selling merchandise. You know, we've got a following. We have got enough people who want to yep. buy the logos, but how do we jump to the point where we're actually selling merchandise? Do we start doing it on our own? Which is what I did for a while. Well, how do they work? It's a pain, man. Right, and then so, I'm traveling and I can't actually fulfill all the orders. I had to stop selling it because I was never in town. Yeah,
1: and then you become the bad guy because you don't have them.
0: Well, yeah, and then I hired someone to ship it, and yep. they got they got like they just. They got tired of actually putting T-shirts in bags and taking them to the post office.
1: It's a marketing approach. And, and any of the guys that you know that do it really well are going to tell you the same thing. Put the right person in place, sit down together as a group, and, and set a goal, 12-month goal. Mm-hmm. Here's what we expect. Here's what we're bringing to the table. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we want to get to. Right. And... Reanalyze it regularly until it becomes just fluid.
0: Well, I know, but it's a lot of words. Though. I mean, not to pick ideas, but it's just like a lot of words, like tangible reality, right? So, like, I wanted to sell – I sold merchandise to help fund the builds and help fund right. my adventures. But like you know, maybe I should have given away all the profits. Sh- you should
1: have given away and the, built
0: it to a larger base.
1: You should have given away the the lifting you were doing because every moment you spend trying to become yeah. But when I hired the
0: guy, I, mean, I made a lot of money selling that stuff, man. Yeah. Like a lot of money. Like it paid for a lot of the stuff that you know, like stuff we're sitting here at the podcast right. equipment and whatnot, yeah. right? So like, so I used that cash because I wasn't working per se. I was right. running around being me, having fun, of course, right? And then you know, funding it with merch sales. Yep. But like if someone's like a growing athlete, would it be better to actually find someone like you do a fulfillment deal and, and spend the profits on inventory and fulfillment? Because it, well, there's two in the ways beginning, to do that. When you're small, you basically give away your profits in the fulfillment. Like you might make a dollar a t-shirt.
1: Well, it, it's, at most. It, it's a branding exercise to begin with. It's also getting, it's conditioning your fan base to understand that you have product that you're going to have, updates on product it's not going to be one thing for five years that just never changes yeah so it's getting them to go along for the ride because ultimately no one races at a level they're at hoping to always be at that level unless you're at formula one you know
0: yeah i know but but still like you know like how do you like if they check
1: enough boxes, again, I'll give you a link. They can reach out to me, okay. All right, and I enough. can make it very honest with them whether they, they should apply to a situation where it's a lot of print-on-demand stuff to test their base and get their customers used to them having product. Oh, interesting. Before they go into a pick-ship situation, some people are ready for pick-ship. If we can white label something and they're ready and they've got a million followers a month and, that want clothes.
0: And when you say white label, meaning like. Uh, It'd be their
1: brand. It'd be unbranded gear so that they're not bringing in. So, so like like,
0: the, like Hoonigan or like Metal Militia yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah. Even, you got- as an add on piece, if they if they want if like right now, if their merch lineup is all screen print T-shirts and they want to add a die sub element for their fans that are asking for it, but they don't have a source for it. But they can't bring in brand X because brand X would be associated with their merch lineup. They bring us in and we white label and print it as if it's them doing it.
0: Oh, I gotcha. I don't think too many people that I know have that kind of a conflict of interest, do they? Like between the white. You don't know again. fair enough.
1: Again, you don't know, and 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 I don't. I don't know what all their contracts in place are. But having that option, if they come to me and say, "I don't give a hell, you put your your brand on it." I'm more than down right. to do that.
0: Okay, okay. I gotcha. But I have
1: the ability to peel it away for the right person that makes I gotcha, sense, which is cool. And I think, they need to know that.
0: I think a lot of us don't really care what the tag says necessarily. You say but that,
1: but the, some of the sponsors might. So, interesting. Yeah, because again, if the, if Simpson's one of his primary sponsors, and our company also does driver suits as a as an add on piece,
0: oh. they
1: can't have that on. Okay, them, it, it's, that, it's fair confusing. Enough. I got gotcha. you. So I have okay, to give a white label. I yep. understand now so, because of
0: some of the other conflicts of interest. Yep. I don't because I'm thinking like how many people are going to have like a t-shirt or a clothing uh, et- company like their work, like a uh, Tanner works with like at et- or whatever, like, yep. the, you know, he, he couldn't then sell right. another load after like say at in it or well, Tanner Faust in it or something. I can give you specific, directly. I can give you a
1: specific now because they're not in the space. So Oakley yeah. was in the motorsport space trying to get their glasses sold but they were giving away tons of crew wear and driver suits and all that right, stuff that's right remember they that? didn't they didn't make any of that so they were outsourcing all of that yeah I remember and that. at one point they were doing so much dye sublimation and having the nightmares i was approached the last year of them doing that and asked if I could white label it. But one part of the contract would be if I got the contract, I couldn't tell anyone that I was doing it. Because they <laughs> wanted everyone to think Oakley was
0: doing it. Right. And yeah, luckily yeah. I didn't
1: sign the contract because within six months they were out of motorsports. Yeah, they're gone now. No more Oakley it fire suits. Sense. It didn't make sense. because they, really they were losing hand over fist to sell, to sell glasses because they weren't manufacturing the stuff. Right. So it, those are the conflicts that could happen that that we can white label behind
0: okay that's pretty wild hey while we're on fire suits jump back to that because like you know we're here at PRI performance racing industry we got all the got all the safety gear company out there like stilo's right outside the door um with helmets but these fire suits this um what was the company again the, uh, the, FI- sports. I know your, your company, but you're working with a European producer of, uh, MIR, of MIR. Yep. So, and, and you can now dye sublimate the fire suits or, or That's embroider one of them, the process or embroider yeah. them. If you want the traditional, like kind of like pop out logos, which I still like, I yeah. like embroidered fire suits. They, yeah. they're not comfortable to wear. Yeah. Like if you get a bunch of embroidery down your back and you sit in a seat for a long time, yeah. you can feel that embroidery. Oh yeah. Man. Like I didn't totally appreciate that until yeah. I got my first like embroidered. Yeah. Suit with stuff all over. It. I'm like, eh, that wasn't
1: such a good idea. Let's minimize sponsors.
0: <laughs> yeah, or, or like, you know, maybe not put them on the back. Yeah, right. But, um but so, you know, how many suits does a driver need to order for it makes sense for them to, to work? Depends on the
1: series. Depends on the type of racing. I mean, obviously, if you're doing Lucas off road, yeah, you're gonna beat them to death. If you're doing. Short course,
0: but what if you're like an amateur racer, just going to like the uh, SCCA runoffs, and you want like a suit or two?
1: Honestly, that's all you need. But I mean, is that
0: something you guys would do? Would you work with a driver? Like, if someone wanted a custom
1: suit, yeah, we do custom one-offs. We do, yeah, we do custom one-offs. We we do right now. We're doing, I think, a promotion where buy one get one free so they can have a backup suit for the price of one as long as they run our logos on their car and their trailer and give us some social. Whoa. So we've got some Wait meat, a second. Yeah, we've got some meat Buy stuff.
0: one suit, get one free, as long as they got XL Sports or what, yep. what logo would go on
1: there. Yeah, the XL Sports logo would go on. There. And we've added the social side, so you have to, you know, Qualify for the social so that you have a, a little bit of reach, but right. but then and there's you have a contract. A suit. So
0: if you get the fires, then you got to do like that. You got to uh, do.
1: You got to prove. You got to give images. You got to do shout-outs, You got to do the things. right. You got to say, but, "Love my fire suit." But that's you guys what you can should get be one doing too. anyway, right?
0: Dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, so I fun. mean, it's like that to me is like a little different than just doing. You know, yep. that's pretty wild, then.
1: Yeah, so that that has gotten a lot of bite in the lower levels of some of the Arca racing and. And uh, lower level NASCAR teams, where these guys want to have a
0: backup suit, you know, just oh yeah, so I mean, cool. every time in Ken's trailer, he's got like I don't know, like five of them or something. We, we had
1: it. we had one guy that his the father and son race, so they bought one suit in the father's size, and the son's size was the second suit for free. So <laughs> that's kind of cool too. Well, and
0: then you've also got like you know like all these endurance series, right? So yep. I mean, they're they're super. I mean, I, I don't like to say amateur because the guys, you know, we got like. IndyCar drivers showing up like Connor no, Daly, putting NASCAR drivers on the line. coming in, yeah. right? But you know we're racing. Um, you know American Endurance Racing is pretty legit, yeah. right? But there's four drivers per team. Yeah, you know 60, 70 cars on the grid. Yeah, and then you've got you know Champ Car and. WRL and, and... Lemons guys are still just wearing whatever they... You know, you walk around, you of see course. some pretty horrible fire suits, unfortunately. Like, to match the cars. Yeah, guys, you should sit at a race and buy a higher quality fire suit. Yeah. Like, it really drives me nuts yeah. when you see someone in, like, a really not-so-safe yeah. setup. But, yeah. um, but anyway, off that, like, so... So one of these teams could come to you. I'm just saying, like... Again, I'll set up a link. You're you're racing a BMW E46. Well, forget about, like, all the marketing and stuff. I'm just saying, like, they want to buy fire suits. You get... Your team could have four matching fire suits. You could buy two, get two free. Yep. Right? And then it probably gets even cheaper if they then take the same print and run a series of jackets. Yeah, well, it doesn't even have to be the same print.
1: I mean, we're, we're designing that separate anyway. So okay, ex- so they'd be separate
0: deals anyway. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be
1: packaged into the same thing, but that's yeah. what we do. It you basically, some of the design services. You're going to take our a la carte list, our checkbox list, yeah. and you're going to say, I would like two driver suits, crew wear, flags, uh, pop-up tent. And we put the whole pieces together so it looks like a quality product.
0: Dude, okay, and flags. At first I was thinking like flaggers, like yellow flag. No, you're talking about those banners, those vertical banners that that kind of stand out as you're walking down the paddock. Yep. And you can identify from way off which teams wear. Exactly. Ah, okay. I got you. All right, so flags. Because I think like, you know, more teams should be doing this, right? Because how do you grow from just putting a helmet on and going racing? right. You know, and, and we go to these series, we got like, you know, Summit Racing is coming out there with big trailers. Yeah. Like, someone wanted to then approach Summit for more activation or more yep. something. We got to kind of like look the part. I tell a lot of these teams that anything
1: you do on your own is a placeholder for someone to want to buy their way into your position. So, if you have enough faith in yourself to invest in yourself to look a certain way, if I'm a sponsor looking for the team that's representing themselves correctly, I'll throw money at them to buy put my logo and push something else out of the way. So anything you put on that thing, even if it's build race party, whatever,
0: that's a, it's that's a, a really good way to a, look at it. It's
1: a placeholder for someone else wanting that
0: real estate. And I think it's a good message for people out there. Huge. If You're not willing to spend the money. Why would someone to, else to want to it? brand yourself? Why is it valuable to someone else?
1: Yeah. I can't tell you how many pitch decks I reviewed that basically had a list of what it's going to cost me to race. How much do you want to give me? And the sponsors like at no point was I even in that consideration. I mean, literally, and they think that I don't know why no one's buying. I need tires. I need tires. And I'm like, yeah, but what are you giving the sponsor? Why does that matter? I need tires. And that's the mindset that has to change if you want the result to change.
0: Okay. Okay. That's wild, man. What else, uh, what else are we missing here, Joe? What else are we missing? If we're, gonna talk, if we're talking about motorsport branding um, through, through apparel activation and, and promotion, what, what have we left out?
1: I, I think connecting the dots again. I, I'd like to see more of what's happening trackside turn into real world market space stuff. I mean, so many so many people rely on a three day race weekend to to make everything happen, and there's a calendar that runs three sixty five. So trying to find the ways that trackside is the least important part of the equation. Interesting. And bringing the the socials, the activations off track, bringing a car to spectator events. Starting to grow that experience so that the fans are grown off the track. So by the time they get to the track, they already have connections. They already have understanding. You're not trying to bombard them from a million different directions and just freak them out. You, you build those relationships. They, they meet the drivers out of the helmets. They meet the drivers when the driver isn't stressed to his gills because he's running slow times. They meet them at yeah. events that they can talk with them and build that one degree of separation. So when they follow them on social, they can say, "I met him. I know him." What are your What are your favorite places to do that for racing? Obviously, the cities that that absorb that. You no, know. I know, but
0: I mean, like, I, I think of like car dealers, right? Like, I always would, here and there, I'll see well, like a depends. Chevy dealer, and they'll say like a, a Chevy driver from NASCAR is going to be there on a certain day, huge, huge, and the parking huge. lot's packed with people. Huge, but if, ticket giveaways. but if you're not NASCAR, like, how do you do that as a as a semi pro? driver like you might be racing an IMSA but you you might not be thinking about these things and obviously if you're racing an IMSA and you're that level and, and they're coming to you to do all the other stuff you can work with them to put these together but to someone who's trying to grow their team right so for the fans out there listening to build race party and they want to start to like build sponsorships right. and activations what are some things just off the top of your head like even brainstorm even if yes. stupid uh, ideas well, no a lot of the things I've know. seen people
1: do and a lot of things that are missed when I, when I was working with Pirelli World Challenge and I was mm-hmm. doing the merch and I'd come into town a couple days early I would go around and I'd go to the local bars the best places to be and I'm like so what's happening this weekend
0: <laughs> nothing <laughs>
1: there's nothing happening nope what about the racetrack well I don't know what's going on the people that should be saying what you're doing aren't saying it so a lot of these people that, that really are trying to build these these one-off deals these sponsor relationships need to control their own destiny and kind of go into town a couple days early if i had a race car right and I went, a, yes. if i went to a restaurant in a town looking for clients and said hey i'd love to stop here and just bring my race car and just tell all your people go to the local radio station radio stations i'd call up on a morning at vir and say hey my buddy Corey lewis is racing a lamborghini do you want to interview him yeah we'll send someone out
0: interesting
1: and i bring them to the track and then they're on tv talking and now all of a sudden you have a little sound bite that you can show a sponsor next year yep and that's how you take take control and you get something
0: you can share on social media Dude, can, huge. all the all the media come all the radio stations publish those like broadcasts and, and, it's, it and lives. sound bites. It lives. And
1: those are the ways you control it. No one has to know that you are the puppet master, but you no, have to. be fine.
0: Con- you can be the puppet master. No you, one else you, is doing you, it. You can be passionate about racing and your brand and you can show up and hustle. And show them why you're a better choice than someone That's else. That's really interesting. Go to the town early yeah. and capture all those fans before the other race team shows up. So that when they come to the paddock and you have the autograph
1: session and the sponsors watching, you have a ton of people coming up and chatting. I mean,
0: it, I learned that on a small scale, just Huge. because, uh, like, just to, you know, for. I, I want people to not just hear about the professional side of motorsports, but for people like listening to Build a Race Party to kind of learn, like, if they got a rally team or yeah. they got like a, you know, a club racing team or they're doing AER, like what they can do. It's uh, a brand and, and grow their following, yeah. So that maybe next year they're big enough to start doing some of these other things. When I went rally racing, you know, it was a vacation from finance, yep. right? I. I took a year off to go it's racing eight. yeah it's now been 10 so it's i yeah. guess this is what i do now yeah but but in the beginning you know we didn't take too much of it too seriously meaning i wanted to go racing but i wanted my friends to come with and they'd only come with if we went out to the bars right. each night so like you know in the early days i was so hung over getting into the car yeah it was awful yeah you know and and what i quickly realized at like the third event I couldn't get to my service spot because there were like 100 people there. I thought something had happened. and There was an accident or something. turns out they were just waiting for me to show up at service. Right. And I didn't have a big social media following. The WRC Mexico right. race hadn't happened. But it turns out we were the only race team that went out drinking the night before. Yeah. So we were in the bar where all the race fans were. It was, one, it was the only, one,
1: one degree of separation.
0: Yeah. And then they realized, like, wait, we don't really know any of the drivers. We came here to watch the race. Yeah. And, and they're like, and you're out here buying drinks for us? Yeah. We're going to come support you. Enti- Entirely. And, and so I think, you know, the takeaway is that's really interesting. And then maybe next year you can call up that restaurant and cut a deal.
1: Let them for, do the social for yeah, you.
0: Even in the beginning, it's like, hey, man, feed the team. Because yeah. the food gets expensive. It's big time. you got got you know, a dozen guys on the road with you.
1: Anything that doesn't make the wheels go faster is an expense you don't want to pay.
0: <laughs> so, you know, that, that's really interesting. And then, and then uh, you can share with them... Uh, you know, do the interview for the radio thing at the mm-hmm. restaurant. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, Hey, we're sitting here, you know, Bob's country kitchen. Remotes are huge. Right. Um, so that's really interesting. Go to town a little bit early. Yeah. You know, is, is, are putting flyers up in windows like Napa auto parts, still a thing. Like should drivers be printing something don't, with don't their think name with, on with, it? With, with
1: the access to social TV and radio yeah. in that local because I live in a small town Yeah, and there's like, Two stations everyone listens to. It just is what it is. So
0: you're better off. You're better off hitting, hitting a what digital works. Distribution, yeah, than hitting you are. what
1: works because because a radio can do a hourly ticket giveaway. The series have tons of tickets to give away. So you go in as a driver and say, hey, look, I'm doing some live remotes. Can I have, like, a batch of 20 tickets that we can give away to the fans of this local town? They're like, whatever. So, I mean, that's I don't a care. good
0: idea. That's an actual idea Dude. that people listening at home could start to use. Dude,
1: it's huge. And the, like, I like that. Because the race, the series has to show ticket Date gate tickets right how many people actually made it to the track because the sponsors they're trying to sell these huge sponsorship deals to like okay give us your analytics for the season interesting so bringing more bodies to the track if two ticket giveaway tells the well you know I'm going to the races you guys need to come buy some tickets it elevates the, the, the
0: gate Yeah, and then they sell more more vendor food more t-shirts the spaces for vendors go up everything, yeah, everything is everything happy
1: so that's a huge so if, if you can incentivize some of those ticket giveaways and, and you know at least get it on the radio where people are Aware it's happening. Yeah, the series don't have
0: good time for that. So, will uh, will radio stations give away things like uh, like how do they actually give away the tickets? Do you got to come down to the station in. and pick yeah. them up?
1: They'll do like an hourly call in. Yeah, uh, but then and how they, do you
0: actually get the tickets? They mail them. They you can do it, if... it at will call.
1: I've I've done that before where I just hold uh, them at will call and give the ticket winners names on the on the envelope.
0: Uh, okay, simple. see, I, look, man, this I don't. Simple. This is new. I want people to kind of like learn from this, simple. You know? Some
1: some radio stations want l- the tickets in hand so that like if they do a live remote at a restaurant. They'll do a big yes, thing okay. where where like you know the loudest person in the crowd is going to get two tickets. Right, I see all the time. And it's, it's and like Subaru
0: of, does a good job of that. At the GRC here at guy tickets. throwing out Subaru swag yep. constantly keeps a big crowd around their paddock. It's all really that smart. stuff is
1: huge. So so and then in other situations like you're doing a call in hourly call in for tickets, whatever. It's really just cementing. We have an event going on this weekend, you guys. Hey, there's an event going on this weekend.
0: Yeah. And think, then. Would, would the radio stations come out even if you just had like a box of T-shirts to give away? Dude, they like, do Could you talk to, because they have those vans that go around.
1: I have never had a problem incentivizing live bodies to do anything I've wanted by reaching out to them and giving it. They're always looking for filler. They're always, especially in smaller towns. I mean, you go out to Utah, there's nothing happening
0: you know no offense dude, to anyone in utah dude, but i
1: went to that track here's a funny story i set up the whole i had never been there yeah yeah I, I luckily i got an airbnb and the people were super cool so every day after track they had wine and barbecue all in so but, but right around that area in the track there's there is, nothing well that's
0: why they built it there dude it, there's the, the, nothing what's this A complex Here, here's how little yeah.
1: is happening i set up my merch tent the night before closed it off Went home, came back the next day. It was so windy. No one told me that Utah is windy at night. Okay, so I get there the next morning. My tent is 20 feet over here. All my merch is open. I wasn't missing an item.
0: <laughs> like no one took no,
1: anything? No, like no one took anything. I don't think there was anyone there.
0: Man, I got my pen <laughs> stolen outside the door Dude, five minutes nobody. of PRI. There was hats, shirts,
1: jackets. The The tent was over here, and my whole setup was sitting on its own.
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, so some places like that need help just driving bodies through the door to steal your t shirts. Yeah. They, they would have had a great time. I would have been home early. It would have been awesome. You know, the radio station thing is, is a great idea, man. It's a really good idea. Do you get another one like that? Well, even TV, even, even local news is looking for stuff. I've,
1: I've, I've been able to call the, the morning of, you have to call like super, super early when they're starting to put their ideas together, like two in the morning. You call and leave a suggestion. That something's happening and you have a piece of... And then as soon as they get in in the morning, they call you. They're like, what's going on? What is this about? And no you kidding. steer the whole thing. I've had news people come out to the track. Do you email
0: the, the stations or do you
1: call them? I call in direct and leave it on the on the producer's voicemail. <laughs> and then they just find me in the morning.
0: That is, that is an awesome idea. It's
1: worked every time. They're looking for filler. And when it's wow. race car, shiny connections brands and and giving them something to tell the local populace what's going on yeah it's amazing it isn't on their radar
0: and is it, is it something as easy as you could actually bring the car to this tv station unload it in their back lot and they'll do a walk it, around the car and the driver and explain what's going depending on depending
1: on how much lead time and how much control you have of that that's one of those variables getting the team to track is easy it's in their their routine um and getting the TV crew to the racetrack is usually easier because it gives them an easy control backdrop.
0: Yeah, in other words, they know they know it's going to look
1: shiny. And and having this race series see a, a TV production crew come to your tent, and having your sponsor see a TV crew come to your tent, it yeah, changes it's pretty again. Powerful. Yeah,
0: that's you know it's controlling that element. Interesting. Yep. What about drivers going into local TV stations and small town stuff and the fire another, suit, another like doing thing, interviews? Did, another thing that's totally that?
1: missed, entirely. And, and, and You've really, probably got to
0: bring your video clips, though. you probably got to have something glossy for them to cut to, right? It's not just, they just don't want a talking head kind of on the on I, I'd screen. I'd love to
1: see more inclusion of the series encouraging this, taking right. some of their – because there's some real good driver talent that are personable – that are personal. I like, what is that? Yeah. is that? Is that our friend who might be joining us? Yeah, maybe.
0: No, it's everyone from around. We were, we're at PRI, Performance Racing Industry in Indianapolis. You know, Joe is, is here meeting with clients and, and you know, uh, sponsors the way I think of it. But really, they're your clients, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... You know, we're, we've been on for an hour, so I, I'm telling everyone, keep your phone on. We're doing business here, yeah, so we have so if you to. get a, yeah, if you get a phone call, you. But at first, I'm like, what is that noise? Right? Because you're not quite picking it it up muted. on the mic. No, it's all good. But um, no, I'm encouraging all the guests to leave their phones on because if someone needs to get a hold yeah. of you and you got to step out, we can just pause this and, and come right yep, yep. back. This is uh, it's my podcast. I cool. can do it the way I want. We can do it as informal. That's and, why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Um, dude, the TV thing's really interesting. And like you said, you're saying you wish more of the series would yeah, help play a role the in that. Because the series controls, yeah,
1: the series controls so much content that's that's designed for incentivizing the the fan to come, and and really makes the series highlight what it's about. Because as an outside spectator, you don't know the difference between sports car and IndyCar
0: car. Right and you don 't necessarily make's for a lot of people it 's just someplace to take your kids for the day yeah, and you, know, it, you don't know you don't know what to do on a Saturday or a Sunday with your kids, you can take them go watch engines a lot of people don 't know?
1: know that they have specific Porsche and Cadillac car corrals or Lamborghini corrals now that these OEMs are involved in such a big way in in sports car. If you own a Corvette, you can now hang out with a bunch of Corvette owners and watch a Corvette race team. And there's now that some- is
0: something that I've seen amateur drivers use. I, I I'm, yeah. you know, like the pros are going to come right to you because they kind of you know everyone. Yeah, and there's going to be some people out there that are listening to this. Like uh, we have some pro drivers that actually follow and listen, nice. which is really yeah, it's pretty cool. They're going to probably take things be like, whoa, I got to call Joe. So you're gonna, you well, might hopefully you'll get some I hope some so. big level. But I'm trying to focus on. Um, you know, guys like me that yeah. that are trying to change their life through motorsports and become bigger and and you know have fun to to learn various stuff. That's an interesting thing. If you're racing in a, in a certain area, you can get a hold of the local car clubs entirely, like the local Corvette Club, local BMW car club, and say, hey, why don't you invite the fan base or the local yeah. chapter to come down and race? Yep. And I'll set up. You know, and most series will give you a place to park all those cars. You can even do. Yep. you can even do a, a car show. And give away something to the to the nicest car that you choose. I mean, there's all sorts of ways. There's another thing that i Car I've seen. shows like Cars and Coffee are huge these days.
1: Big time. And here's another thing I see a lot of, because motorsport is a lot of do the same thing over and over again and hope it works better next time. Yeah, right. And, and I've seen it, like, you'll have a, a sponsor like Xerox comes in and they sponsor a car for whatever deal they've worked out with the series. Yeah. So Xerox will send, like, a block of tickets to the local Xerox distributors Sure. that sit on a desk... And never get handed out because everyone's like, what is that? I don't know what it is. There's no like engagement with with these Xerox people that don't really follow racing. So if they were to bring a car, sit it there, and build up the promotion a little bit where those tickets have a relevance, it changes right. it. Or a dealership. Let's say you're racing a, a Civic in a TC class. Yeah. And you know you can come into town a day early. So you go to the local Honda dealerships and you stop at each one. You give them 10 tickets, 10 tickets, 10 tickets. You have the fans show up that day and meet you, greet you, see that you're racing a car yep. that's similar to the one they could buy. Subaru's done it really well. Yeah, I was just about you to know? say I think of Subaru, Dude, and I think
0: of that, they are so They've good. killed it with that. I well, mean, they, how I many th-
1: street racers do you know? <laughs> well
0: they have that they have that Subaru uh the Subaru uh, ambassador thing where you totally. can become an ambassador of the brand and they actually give you Subaru they merchandise to hand out people. Like one of my friends was sitting in a red light and some guy came, he's like, Dude, I love your build like such a cool STI. Here's a Subaru mug. Yeah. And they are like, what? And in the mug was like a little flyer about how to become another ambassador the and grow game. the, grow the brand. It, it saddened me when GRC went away.
1: Yeah. So, um, it, you know, Subaru's good. yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more. And I think some of them are really getting, um, I, I, some of them are getting better at it. Um, and understanding the value of it to engage their fan base because this can turn into car sales.
0: Yeah, it actually does turn into car sales. And when they understand that, I mean um No, I think Subaru's probably the best uh like enthusiast brand out yeah. there right now. Yep. Like there's there's no more loyalty and, and you know brand awareness tying motorsports back to yeah. to sales and what they're doing. Like I think know. I
1: think a good friend of ours has one hidden away even though he can't say he has one. What's that, a Subaru? I don't. Uh
0: uh-uh. uh. No no, 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 no,
1: You know who I'm talking about. Uh, big Ford guy right now. Oh, Yeah, But there has to be that that touch
0: point of where it started. I bet bet she's got one hiding in the garage someplace. I mean, no one likes to... Everyone kind of keeps the memories. Yep. You know what I mean? Whether you can admit it or not. Yeah, everyone (laughs) likes to keep the memories. You know what I mean? Yeah. that's actually probably a pretty good point. But um, sorry, I got up for a second to distract the podcast. It's, it's really loud. The PRI is packed. Yeah, out it's, here. it's it's. Pumping. I mean, I can hear people in the background. I thought someone had cracked the door, so I just wanted to make sure the door was closed. Sorry about that interruption. On the on the, I jumped up to make sure that thing was uh, was closed. It's getting loud out there, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the the dealership thing's really smart with the brand thing and actually getting people out there. Like uh, you know, and and you're right. I think you know if you got a hold of the marketing department. For, for a brand and ask for a bunch of stuff to give away, and then you're doing, like, a Cars and Coffee at even an amateur race. Yeah. And then you're going to have, like, the, you know, Corvette Owners Club come out yeah. and bring, you know, even if you got 20 Corvettes, yep. organize a tour. We're going to even just give the club something really simple. Pick, like, a, a cool stop-off for coffee. Yeah. Right? And have a meetup in, in in the city where you drive out to the Because racetracks are a good hour outside of yeah. cities. And, and create, like, one of those, like, You know, they do, like, BMW fall tour, and you go, like, on a little drivey-windy road thing. Yep. A lot of the roads and racetracks are actually pretty fun if you go the back way. Yeah. So, you create maybe, like, a... And
1: show them love at the track.
0: Well, that's what I mean. And then when you get there, you spend your time in that corral. You set it up. So, you're like, hey, when you get there, we're going to do lunch together. Maybe bring out a barbecue grill. And cook a bunch of cheeseburgers. Yep. And give away, you know, go to go to Corvette. They probably send you a box of stuff to give yeah. away. If you d- if you do a couple examples without asking for
1: anything and just show what you can do with no assistance,
0: yeah. Or but if you said like, hey, this is what I put together, yeah. And I got a, I got a meet up spot at eight. You know, at six a.m., all the Corvette guys are getting together at uh, at this you know coffee shop, yep. and then we're doing a tour out to the track. And we got a special place where they're going to park.
1: Yeah, time and, permitting and, and everything, it'd be awesome. Because yeah, and then
0: you went to Corvette and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Can we get some T-shirts? keychains, t-shirts, t-shirts, whatever
1: they have, the swag. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That fan's going to take away something no one else has, and that's what you want is the takeaway. Yeah. If they can tell a story that, no, wait, wait, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Why didn't I get that? That's that's a game changer because everyone goes to the race and everyone you know well, whatever whatever but if you can have these experiential internal experientials that are takeaways that they can talk about and someone went to the same race oh, I didn't see that
0: I didn't feel that what you know Well and, and this might be another way for teams to start beginning to work with you right like like let's say they want to do this they could print like even a smaller batch yeah. but they printed like 50 shirts or 100 shirts specific to that event, they're going to be a higher cost point, right? Because you're only printing 50, yeah, but you can do, this, you can do the, the... It's
1: negligible. It could be a simple screen sync, one screen hit, you know, right. whatever it needs to be. Um, and, and the thing with brands like that, you know that they already have so much internal swag. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting it and getting it well, to I, track. Yeah, so. I found
0: that true. Like, like, Bill Stein's been great to work with yep. for me over the years. And, got and when so I was much, in San though. Diego, where they were based, you know, there were some cool events we were doing like off-road show and tell yeah. type things and i went down there i'm like hey what do you got they have the coolest keychains yeah they're like little mini shock absorber keychains yep and like you know we gave them away like in a in a giveaway people were like coming kind of like hey dude, I, I really yeah. i really want one of those That's the biggest like thing. how do i get one i'm like oh, they're all gone i'm like you can have them at the next event yeah and he'd be like yeah okay we'll come back yeah and people are coming back to try see to see how win. simple that is yeah
1: really simple real simple and real see simple and the
0: beauty of what i do i don't
1: need to have my hands on everything. Right. I, I just I'm more of a puppet master of what needs to be there, <laughs> and make sure that all of them, everyone brings their strengths to the table, so that it stands out from everything else. I, I like
0: marketing puppet master Dude. better than marketing yeah. gypsy. Yeah. Marketing puppet master is a good title. Well, my gypsy moves the puppet master <laughs> into,
1: into different series, so
0: it's all good. <laughs> now, uh, have you been playing in any of the dirt sports? I haven't. I haven't really touched. I know. That. He, I know he's like a racetrack guy. Like your, your gear. Oh, and by the way, for everyone out there, like go go check out what. Where should they find you? The Excel website? Yeah, axelsports.com.
1: All right. Um, that's going to be the big push. You'll see a lot of stuff in 2020. That's that we're A-X-C-E-L yeah. Sports. Sports. Dot com. Dot com. Yep.
0: But what I want to plug here is that your gear is like... I mean, like, nothing wrong with, like, the the NASCAR stuff or, like, the the hot rod stuff. It's, like, the big shirts, like, flames all over. But I think of your stuff as being, like, the sexy, like, Formula 1-looking gear. Yeah. You can get all those European cool jackets. Yep, the the tight
1: cuts. We have actually, and I'll I'll be real honest, the European frame is different
0: (laughs) than the American frame. Yeah, but a lot of drivers and and racers... We want have, the cool guy jackets. We have both templates. Okay, good. good so, man.
1: Because we've dealt in NASCAR. Yep, I it, know. It's I'm, definitely know. a be, U.S. I'm, I'm making fun of your customers here. It's, good. I'm it's, glad you're speaking up for them. Yeah, it's a U.S. template, and we yeah. have the consideration of different frame. All right, different frames. So that's what we deal with. But we can do both. If you want the European, the Nelson Piquet Jr.
0: Yeah. look,
1: yeah. we have that European cut. Right. We have the U.S. cut. So, okay, perfect. it's very different. But,
0: you know, I think for a lot of guys, it's hard to figure out where you get that. There's not a lot of people well, offer anything other than the U.S. cut. What's on the shelf? And, again, because everything
1: we do is, is printed, cut, and sewn to template, it can be as varied as it needs to be to make it work, from girl sizes to guy sizes. Uh, very to, cool. To, and unlike printing, where 4X and 5X and 6X are all up, charge, up charge, up. it really doesn't have to be with us. I mean, we can do a lot of stuff that, that saves... And it's templated. So the cool thing about it is, like, let's say you have an extra, extra small girl that has a shirt, and then you have a 4XL guy. All the logos and all the designs are actually scaled to the size so that you don't have logos falling off of her shirt. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. All you,
0: don't, you don't need, like, ten different files yeah it's, it was a mess back in the day
1: yeah well we create the style guides. again that's some of the heavy lifting we do we create the style guides. if you come to us and update them as need be like if if a sponsor falls off and a new one comes on mm-hmm. your style guides are updated so we have the only print files that apply to you and you can start losing some of that you know and we
0: control right, it. and they can so, just call you and say hey we need this yeah and we're ready to plug that's pretty cool plus i think is it helpful when you get go to get you know you're at that level and you're going to get another sponsor and you send them the style guide. Because don't they need to determine whether like how their logo is going to fit within all your well, own stuff? Well, yeah, the
1: sponsor, and, the cool thing with the sponsors is we have the ability to to do a mock-up very quickly. Oh, that's cool. So the sponsor can feel real warm and fuzzy about how you're going very to represent cool. them. Very cool. In, in a virtual way. Yeah. And that is usually a real good getting the signature across the table to finalize sponsorship. It's like, hey, you know, we have a week to pull triggers. Here's what you would look like as long as you're on board. If you're not, we'll figure something
0: else out. Yeah, that's got to be helpful. And
1: that helps push the... Because everyone wants to wait to the last minute to commit sponsor <laughs> dollars. And to a racer, that's the worst thing in the world because you can't buy any of your parts. Right. You can't buy any of your gear until that's finalized. So there's a lot of pieces that we, we help. We become the bad guy. Here's your cutoff date.
0: <laughs> well, that's well, that's life, yeah. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I don't mind being the business bad guy. Cards, I at a cutoff date yeah. to get them here in time. So, you know? But a lot
1: of people expect miracles to happen because of who they are and and those miracles i have to be the bad guy i have to be here's your cut off and right. after yeah, yeah. that point there's an upcharge or there's a there's a chance it won't happen very cool so, mm-hmm.
0: all right well what else uh, what else are we missing you do you want to plug anyone at home with we'll adam michelle oh like, michelle yeah, yeah i wish she was here yeah. everyone else
1: does too everyone yeah, always asks awesome. me indy is funny it's the funniest paddock for us because we walk around and and she doesn't always go to the races with me so i'll walk up to all the hospitalities to say hi to my friends. Yeah. And they're like, Michelle here. <laughs> no, well, she's not. And they're like, well, well, if well you're she the bad come... guy with the cutoff date. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> she's, and she's the hot chick. So, so they're like, well, Fair enough. tell yeah, exactly. her if she doesn't come next time, you're no longer allowed in our hospitality. <laughs> no, right. That's
0: hysterical. So, but that's racers a kind of, will always be racers. Dude, yes.
1: Yeah. Across the board. So, but I get that from every series. Hey, which series do you think is doing the best job
0: of branding themselves?
1: Uh, I think the deepest one right now is the IMSA series. Really? They seem to have the the most car count. They've got the most variety of brands.
0: But even like go larger up, like Formula One, NASCAR.
1: I don't, like, I don't really like the the things going on in Formula One. There's yeah. there's a lot of like. It's funny. Formula I was talking. E,
0: well, yeah, you know. Formula
1: E's got a lot of future. There, there's a lot of bodies jumping into that pool. It, it's. I think at some point they're going to have to have a dual event. To kind of incentivize some of the gearheads that love to hear the motors, and also see the, the yeah, new, so that you can start weaning them from the motor mindset into the electric motor. That's a good point. But right now it's like it's almost like doing the right wing left wing thing. It's like oh, I like electric, I like motor, I like electric. yeah, and they need to get over that because they're they're alienating the crew that have to kind of sign on at some point, um, and and they also have to tell the the fans look don't don't be mad at Formula E because Formula E is the testing ground. And, and R&D for what you're going to have on the road. So yeah. it it has a purpose beyond the racing.
0: Yeah, but it's still tough when you go there and it's quiet.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's a, it's a, that's I mean, why they're trying to do the music part. That's why they're trying to encourage. They're the only series really encouraging the youth demographic with the boost button. Yeah, right. And, and, and right, trying right, to right. get the fans getting on their phone, which everyone is. And getting it's kind of
0: cool in a way. So I mean, it's annoying a little. I'd be annoyed as a driver if I
1: didn't yeah. get my boost, but like, yeah. But well, it's pretty cool. But, but that incentivizes the driver to, to reach out and build the fan seat, base. Right. So they're covering a lot of the things we've talked about. Interesting. In a unique way, they just need to kind of bridge the gap.
0: Interesting. Have you looked at any of the um, sim racing stuff? That's what's getting going huge. on there. That's yeah. getting People huge. are creating like teams with their own branding.
1: Well, it's huge, huge because it, it's finally become legitimized in the space. Um, you have very high level drivers basically admitting that's their edge. You know, they're getting their muscle memory on exact Sims so that they don't have to learn the track two days in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's legitimate racing. It's, now. Legitimate. it's, it's, it's crossed that threshold. Have where... you seen
1: the Simcraft booth right over here? Uh-uh. You're going with me because okay, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> $120,000, six position access Sim. Oh, wow. that is identical to the car you're driving. You're gonna sit in you it. Mean like
0: you get into like a. It's a
1: floating cockpit, right? And and it literally is the exact field of the track that you will be able to tell me because we'll put you on the Nuremberg Ring, <laughs> and you can pick the car you're in and tell me what you think. But what what
0: video software is running? Is it? Is it? You're you're gonna go check this okay, out. My okay, buddy, yeah. my
1: buddy runs it, and he's gonna put you in it, and okay. you may bring him over here to talk. Yeah, I'd like that. Because It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. ridiculous.
0: Okay, all right. So no, but I mean on the branding side, you've now got people who own. Racing teams where they're paying drivers to race. Have you yeah. seen this stuff? Yeah. Like where they're actually yeah, getting e-sports sponsors. Is huge. Yeah, esports is getting really big. We, we do some gear for that too. <laughs> okay. Because they're actually. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah, because
1: they've got their own fan base, they've yeah, got they their do. own social feeds, they've got their own, you know. So. It's another market, no different right. than any other. They're right. starting to wear branded stuff. They're not wearing driving suits, but they're wearing Yeah. polos and whatever. Right. So right. So we're we're getting into that space too.
0: Very smart. And as a driver, probably even if you're racing on real tracks, you probably start doing some marketing in the esports or Might world as well I mean, crossover. Well, you get to go race with real yep. fans. Yep. You know, I know that yeah, it's pretty cool. Man.
1: And that that's kind of how you bring the cuz how cool would it be as a fan to to beat Bill Caswell in the 500? Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, whatever. But no, but it's awesome. I mean, they you know, they're doing that like um like Scott Speed, yeah. was racing online a bunch, you yeah, know. he got a lot of flack for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was
1: to him, I wasn't sure because he but... races the same way online yeah, as he, he does in real life. Super aggressive,
0: right? And he's got these guys. So he's like, get out of my way. Yeah, and he just moves them out yep. of the way. And they're like, but, love it. But, and they're like, hey man, that's if you're if you're at the GR, if you're at the ARX race, that's what would have happened. That's to what would have happened. Yeah, so it's pretty wild, yes. man. It's pretty wild. I agree. Well, Joe, thank you so dude, much for coming on. It, man. Dude. I think we. I think actually. I learned a lot. I oh. hope people at home learned a bunch. I did too. And uh, and if you're um if you're looking to put together branded apparel, we've said it a couple of times, but it's excelsports.com. Yep. yep. Um A X C E L info at Excelsports.com.
1: Um mention me. Um give me a little message behind about this little podcast
0: and uh, yeah. and I'll reach out and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Sounds good. And then also uh you can put together a checklist. Yep. I'll so, put that together and so, you can have that shout out next yep. week. Yep. So you guys if you're listening you listen to this, go to the description. And you'll see, that, uh, you'll see that checklist. Even if I publish this, it, you know, come back. It'll get added to it if, you're, if, you, if you listen right away. Yep. So um, just because we're all going to be traveling from here, and it might take a bit. And I want to get time. this up so people can start learning. Okay. But, uh, Joe, thank you so much. Dude, thank I, I you. I really appreciate it. Love it anytime. Uh, lots and lots of fun. Thank you, Bill.